Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. You're listening to Eat and Drink, and we're recording this episode at 9 in the morning. On top of the morning to you. Good day, everybody. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. Uh, we are living in, uh, well, uh, uh, just a, a, a unimaginable times. You know, I'm COVID was one thing. COVID was and continues to be one thing. We are living in times of uh, of rage that's boiling over. And I, I just want to address this off the top of the show. I don't want anyone to say, look at these tone deaf idiots, huh? They're not even addressing what's going on. Of course, we're addressing what's going on. I think we are not the ones. You don't come to eat and drink to hear our commentary about Black, Live Ma- Black Lives Matter, about the murder of an innocent black man in the streets. That's not what you're here for. You're here for an escape. And uh, and that is all we can provide for you. When you need us, we are here. This is what we're here for, to talk a little bit about uh, something you can do when you need your own time. When you need to get away and you want to drink, you want to make something that's going to give you some joy in life. Uh, at the end of the day, you deserve that. That's and, right. and that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Now, what kind of crapola drink have you made, Marco? To cut, no, I'm, I'm sure it's something delicious and, and w- informed and well thought out and planned. Well, okay. So I had mentioned last week that we were going to do a whiskey smash. So I had to get all this stuff to make a whiskey smash. And that's why I'm mentioning that we are recording so early in the morning and I'm going to be partaking in a whiskey smash. He and suffers I'm telling you the rest for his of the art. Day, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be smashed for the rest of the day. That's so great. that's that's what we have uh, for a cocktail today. So uh, it's an old drink too, Ali. I have the history of it. I'm glad you brought all the stuff up that you brought this uh, up in the beginning of the show. I just want to say this, that if the news is getting to you, then just turn it off and listen to podcasts. If you want to listen to ours, great. If if ours isn't cutting for you, look for those upbeat uplifting podcast that can take you your mind out of it a bit are you done not promoting our podcast because i'm yeah, ready to now i'm gonna it. say like ali's doctor said listen to eat and drink twice a week that's um, why we're coming to you twice a yeah, week to follow doctor's to orders <laughs> so the whiskey smash ali is a classic cocktail it's as classic as you can get and uh it's a simple drink that you can think of like a um mint julep so we did a mint julep in the past. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of drink. It's an old drink from 1887. Some sources say 1886. I'm actually going to challenge that, and I think it's 1888. So here's the controversy, or here's the controversy I bring to the whiskey smash. So uh, a lot of historians say that it dates back to Professor Jerry Thomas's uh, drink in the Bartender's Guide. But when I looked at what he says about this drink, he's just talking about smashes in general. So he doesn't really label the whiskey smash. And what he says, he says it's 
he begins by calling it a julep, like the mint julep, mm -hmm. and he calls it a particularly American beverage, a beverage from the southern parts of the United States, he, he sort of mentions. And he, he says that uh, it can be made with uh, mint leaves, a spoon of white sugar, and equal parts peach and common brandy, topped with crushed ice. But he doesn't call it a smash, and he adds things to it that I think are the precursors to the whiskey smash. So if we fast forward a couple of years to 1888, this is where I think the recipe comes to be. And it comes from barman Harry Johnson. And he addresses it like this. So I'm going to give you Harry Johnson's recipe from 1888, and then I'll give you the proper recipe that we make today. So he uh, includes four distinct smashes in his recipes, but this is his old-style whiskey smash. He calls it a casual concoction of sugar, water, mint, small pieces of ice, and one wine glass of whiskey. So, <laughs> In my mind, I'm thinking it's called a smash because you, you, you mush it, you smash it together. But this guy was really about getting smashed. This guy was about getting knocked off his feet, apparently. Now, Ali, great assumption, but you got to think back in 1888, they were drinking whiskeys uh, or they were drinking wine rather out of small glasses, not ah. even necessarily wine glasses out of little glasses. Um, in, in parts of Italy, you'll you'll still get wine in like two, three ounce short stubby glasses. Um, you know, but, I, to in my defense, I actually was considering the 1800s. I was okay. thinking about that because I was just like, man, if I was alive in the 1800s, you know, there's no there's no dental care. Uh, there's no deodorants yet. Uh, yep. People wearing very thick clothing. Things stink. Things hurt. Mortality rate is in the 30s. When it's time to drink, it's uh, you know it's a time to escape. It's a time to drink heavily and forget what a what a hell you live in. That's what I thought. I mean, I really was considering the time. Can I just tell you when you say people used to stink back then? My wife just made deodorant, so she's she found a recipe to make homemade deodorant, and it has all natural ingredients. And she said to me, "I was thinking I could probably feed this to you in what's in Marco's mouth," and I'm like. You gotta stop. You I, and Ali oh gotta my stop. God, what a it's, unbelievable episode that would have made for coconut oil, arrowroot powder, yeah. uh, a little drops of lavender, and um something else. And and <laughs> I uh, wish he had told you that's such a great idea. You guys, you two have to stop poisoning me, please. That's all I'm going to say. Poison. Because it's natural, organic. Even we should be so uh, we should be so lucky to be treated this way. Okay, let me get back to the smash. Yeah, right. right. You, to you smash. two, you two. It's like torture. Okay, so um, he added uh, to the that glass of whiskey, that wine glass of whiskey, fruits that were in season. Give it a mix, uh, and then strain it with a julep strainer. Now. We've, we've modified that since 1888, but to me, that is really the drink, the essence of the whiskey smash. Now, the great thing about this drink, Ali, and I'm going to start making it right away because people are probably like, enough with the history, get to the drink, is you don't have to necessarily use whiskey. You can use any base liquor. So if you want to use rum, vodka, or gin, it just becomes a gin smash, a rum smash, a bourbon smash, you know, whatever you want. And in fact, uh, gin smash is the only one I've heard of. 
Okay. I, when I hear a smash, I always think rum. I've never, I mean, I mean, gin, I've never heard of yep. a rum smash. Whiskey smash, maybe, maybe you've mentioned it, but I, I've never heard, I don't think it really, it's not a common thing for me. Well, there you go. So a smash just indicates, like you had suggested, we're going to be muddling or smashing some fruit off the top. So I have um, some lemons. I think you can see that here. Sure can. Three wedges of lemon. You use the lemon to taste, okay? So um, how, if you like it really citrusy, go with more citrus. I'm just going with the classic recipe, three wedges of lemon. And now here's where more of the controversy happens. Some people will add the mint now and muddle lemon and mint. You can do that. And it's going to be very minty because you're going to release a lot of the mint flavors. I'm going to add the mint when I shake it because I don't like to have little bits of mint floating in my drink. And I, I like it to be a hint of mint and not crazy mint. So you take your muddler which is kind of like a stick that has a bulbous end on the bottom. And you kind of just mash or yeah. smash the, uh, in this case, lemon together until it forms a pulp. And it's going to release a lot of the oils from the lemon peel. Now, I know this might shock you, Marco, uh, your, your elitist sensibilities, but uh, can you imagine a world where people may not have a muddler on hand? Could they use a a wooden spoon, like a cooking spoon or something like that? It's not as bulbous, not as bulbous. Maybe two wooden spoons stuck together with a rubber band. Okay, great What question. are you allowing? <laughs> I couldn't find my proper muddler. Right. So, and I, I that's why we ended up recording a little past when we wanted to. I was searching for my proper bar muddler. And so I was like, of course, I can't find the muddler that I need. Because you only use the muddler a few times in your life, really, unless you're working in a bar. So I was, I was thinking, can I use a wooden spoon? The handle or the spoon part's going to cause difficulty. So what you want is something that has a sort of phallic end to it. Now, here's what I would mention that would work because I was looking in my kitchen. You know the hammer thing that you tenderize meat with? Sure. The 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 handle part has a of, nice of a mallet. The word you're looking for might be mallet. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. The handle a mallet. Of a mallet. Or anything that has more of a round edge and that you can actually mash shit with. Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought you were going to go somewhere else. I thought you were like, you know, reach over to your bedroom drawer and uh, there may be a possibility that what you're looking for from a perspective of size and shape is right there. <laughs> Okay, good. I didn't even think of that, but the visual. (laughs) Well, what you just showed me, that handle that you just showed me really close up to the screen, I was like, oh my God, does Amanda know that he took her? Oh Oh my my God. God. This is a wooden, this would be like the oldest dildo in the world if this was the case. Like it's, oh, okay. So, oh, Ali, that was fucking hilarious. Okay. So now I'm going to take some mint. All right. Uh, Four (laughs) mint leaves. And and now that I've muddled, I've muddled my, my lemon. I'm just going to throw the mint leaves in there. I'm going to throw in the, um, some simple syrup, three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. Uh, once again, listen in a pinch, if you're like, I don't have time to make simple syrup, you can just use sugar couple of little packets of sugar, a teaspoon and a half of sugar. It'll mix up. You might get some grains in there, but if you shake it enough, you're going to be good. Two ounces of whiskey. This is going to kill me. All right. So I'm putting two ounces in. And whiskey or bourbon, right? Whiskey or bourbon could work. Whiskey. 
I'm using I'm using whiskey because I wanted it to be as old as the recipe would have called for, and mm. I had a little bit of this whiskey left. This I'm using Canadian Club. This would be my grandfather's whiskey. Like right. I don't know how we have Canadian Club in the house, but we do. It's not a bad whiskey. I'm not. It's trying a to crowd pleaser. It's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. So there you go. So now I'm going to shake this up. And I did not put ice in here. You'll notice. Oh, I do. I noticed the sound is not the regular rattling around in my ears. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want, I don't want it to be pulverized. I don't want the mint to be pulverized. I don't want it to be so, uh, such a mess. Because uh, oh. the ice is really going to cost. I just want all those ingredients incorporated. And then I am going to double strain this. So I'm going to use my fine strainer because... I'm sure there's a lot of uh, lemon, lemon, you know, the little lemon granulars, or what do you call them? Little granules. Lemon, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, granules, all right, yeah. sure, yeah. Uh, they're called something I can't think of this early in the morning. And I'm going to strain it. Sorry, you can't really say it, but I'm double straining it into my glass. And it has a cloudy, beautiful citrus color to it. So mm -hmm. it's a slightly cloudy citrus uh, color to it. Oh, it looks, it looks quite delightful, I will say that. I will take a sprig of mint, and of course, I will slap it to release the oils. Good And slap. then I'll put it in my drink, and there you go. Looks good. Maybe. Top of the yeah. morning to you, buddy. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. Oh, it's really nice. It's clean. It's delicate. It's got some strength to it. Um, this is an easy cocktail to make. It's a delightful cocktail. And uh, it's a summer cocktail. I would you say call it delicate, this. even huh? Even though it's got whiskey in it, the sort of the citrus and the mint makes it uh, taste yeah, like well a balanced. Okay, well balanced, sure. And here's the thing: if you want to go, here's the other great thing about this particular drink. Now, I know today we use lemon, but you could use any fruit that is in season. So, it, you know, cherries, strawberries are coming up first. Strawberries and rhubarb, right? You could make a strawberry rhubarb smash with your favorite liquor by doing exactly what we what we did. And you can add mint to it if you like. If you don't want strawberries and mint, you know, you could take cucumber and strawberry and mash that up, add, strain, and do everything we did. And it, it really balances the liquor when you incorporate it in the uh, shaking and straining. It's beautiful. What did you spill over there? What did I miss? I heard something uh, drop. The, the dildo. I kind of knocked the dildo. And it was oh, that's fall okay. Okay. Uh, so the muddler. Mint uh, is, is a key ingredient. Sugar is a key ingredient. Uh, but otherwise, it doesn't have to be uh, citrus. doesn't have to be lemon or lime. It can be some sort of uh, any type of fruit. And, yeah, if, you uh, and if you have follow... those on hand, you're in, you're in the smash territory. Yeah, if you want to follow Harry Johnson's recipe, which is the recipe from 1888, he just said fruits in season. And I agree with him. You can use any fruit in season. We just happen to use lemons because that's available in a lot of bars. And, you know, that's the easiest accessible fruit when you're making a smash in a bar. That's what they would use. Right. But in your own home, use whatever fruits you want. I would even say you can omit the mint. The fruit is more important oh, than the mint to this. Okay. In, the, in this. Yeah. Cause we're not making a caparena here. We're not making a mojito where I think mint is key. We're making a smash. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, great, but yeah. enjoy the rest quite, of your quite delightful. Day, I guess enjoy the great rest of your day. I think it will, uh, 
I think it'll put a spring in your step. I think people, I think you'll be more pleasant today to people than you have been in the past. Listen, when you can start the morning with a smash, I think everything else will be just fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to uh, to something in my mind equally summary. Okay, and uh, and something that you know how you make uh, the simple syrups. Um, this ingredient right here. Tell me what this is. I'm putting it up to the. Uh, I'm putting it under my. I'm wearing it as a mustache. Oh, that's such a great. That's such a great picture. A, a jalapeno. That is a, 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 the humble. Jalapeno, but uh, let me tell you something, because we go to the, the right now we're so crazed with heat, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, uh, uh, Bill Maher, who I'm not a massive fan of anymore, but but Bill Maher said this hilarious thing. Now he was talking about all these fattening ingredients, and he was like, Americans aren't happy until they are coming from their mouth, you know, because we're just sure. shoving everything in our mouth and has new improved flavor. This is a classic. And when it is spicy, when you get a good batch of jalapenos, it is yeah. pretty intense. Now, it's not in the habanero territory as far as heat. From a, a flavor perspective and from a heat perspective, pretty damn good. And there are so many things you could do with a jalapeno. And it's so summery. And I like the way you make your, your simple syrups. I made a jalapeno oh, um, puree. So this is jalapenos. This is lime juice. I'm still raking in the benefits of those 120 limes that I bought. Beautiful. Uh, so it's a puree of lime juice, jalapenos, honey, and uh, and a little bit of garlic. Not too much. I don't. I barely now, want to try it. Now, Ali, I want to talk about this. People, I think, don't even know where to begin with the fresh jalapeno. I think they're so used to getting canned, sliced jalapenos, jalapeno yeah. poppers in, in their local restaurant. And just, yeah. they, they never actually handle the pepper itself. That is a great, great point. We're, we are becoming more and more removed from the original product, as we are in so many, sure. many different ways and, and places. But I, I didn't even consider that with the jalapeno that people, because I, you know, I gravitate towards the raw spices, obviously. But you are yeah. absolutely right that people probably forgot what it looks like to slice open a jalapeno themselves. Take their finger, lick it. Just lick the tip of your finger and touch the jalapeno and put that back to your to your to your lip or to your tongue. That's what I did yesterday. And as I was if, like, this thing is crazy. As if it was cocaine. As if it was cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Maybe don't rub the gums. Maybe <laughs> don't gum the bag of jalapenos. But uh, but definitely uh you do that taste test and you get a when it's a good batch, you get this right away, this spark in your mouth. And that's when it's time to get crazy. That's when it's time what, to have some fun. What should you look for if you're going to buy jalapeno? So our listeners, like, I only know it from the can. I only know it on top of my uh, nachos. What are we looking for? I like that you say, like, you're going to slice it open, deal with the seeds, address the jalapeno as it is for the novice jalapeno user. Speaking well, of phallic looking things. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, no. You can muddle with this as well, I think. This is the <laughs> one. Um, we... You know, it's it's like all chili peppers. You you have no guarantee. Okay. There's no 100% guarantee of if it's going to be uh, very, very spicy. For that reason, it, it should be split open, and you should do a tiny taste test. Okay. A small one, because when they're hot, they are very much hot. Now, there are ways to uh, to sort of light up a jalapeno if you roast it. 
you know, over an open flame, um, you could really activate the, 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 the seeds in it. Um, but besides that, when you, I, I love to use a fresh jalapeno more than anything. And if it's not very spicy, you're never going to have it where it's like a green pepper. It's never going to be just like a sweet, bland green pepper. It'll still have some flavor to it. And I think if you want like sort of a pineapple salsa, right? You cut up some pineapple, you cut up some red onion, some some fresh lime juice. And uh, if the pineapple is not too too sweet, you could add a little bit of some kind of a, a syrup or agave or something. And then you take the jalapeno seeds and all, if it's not a spicy one, and you can put that in a great pineapple salsa, which is an incredible accompaniment, just if you're eating nachos, uh, or if you're um, having some fish or having some chicken or one of the lighter meats, I feel it goes really well with that. Uh, jalapeno can also be sliced very, very thin and used in, you know, it's always associated with Mexican dishes, right? It goes well with Mexican, goes great with lime, all that stuff. But you can slice the jalapeno thin and use it in other dishes as well. Traditional dishes where you want a bit of heat, maybe not too much heat, you can use the jalapeno. And I hate green peppers, bell peppers. For me, yeah. if you make me yeah, a veal and pepper sandwich, yes, don't give me, don't give me bell peppers. Use less Give me a jalapeno in there, and I'll be so much happier. No, for sure. And and you know, like like peppers, which are often stuffed with some meat or rice, there is no reason you cannot stuff a jalapeno yourself with cheese or with meat or with rice. Once yeah. you hollowed it out, that is a great thing, and it's small and it's you know it's, it's a an appetizer. Great, great appetizer. It's a perfect appetizer. If it you is. think about it, a meat or rice stuffed jalapeno. On yeah. the plate, you serve that as an appetizer. What a what a great way to start! It you add so much more flavor to the dish you're gonna about to enjoy. I think. Yeah, and it, when it is pretty spicy, I think the best thing to do is uh, is either pickle it, as you say, you know, that sliced jalapeno. You pickle your own spices, which is uh, maybe the simplest thing to do. Just put it in a in a jar with with vinegar, and now you have them. And anytime you're craving something spicy, but not too much of it. Right on a taco, for example, you take out a few of those jalapenos that you pickled. That's a great thing to do. If it is really spicy, like this one, I really recommend something like making a jalapeno jelly or a, or a jam or a jalapeno hot sauce, which is which is what I did. And like the Scotch bonnet, it is not as hot as Scotch bonnet, but it has its own natural sweetness coming from this, you know, pepper family. There is a slight sweetness. And I find personally, it goes so well with a little bit of honey. Oh, yes. So when I make a hot sauce with jalapenos, um, really all you need, lime juice, jalapeno, uh, a little bit of salt and honey, and you're off to the races. I add some red onion from time to time or regular onion and, and maybe garlic, but I think garlic can even complicate things. But I have that around. The way you use a syrup in a drink though, is the way I will use this. Uh, as a condiment to flavor so many different dishes, whether they're meat or vegetarian, whether they're appetizers, uh, not dessert. I was going to go as far as dessert, but even like breakfast, a, a dollop of a jalapeno puree on your scrambled eggs. Come on. There you Loving go. It. You know, you could make a, a jalapeno uh, simple syrup if you want a drink that oh, has a yeah. bit of spicy kick to it, without a doubt. Now, for those of you who care, on the Sco Scoville scale of heat, the jalapeno ranges between 2,500 and 8,000. So there you go. Right. And as you said, uh, associated with Mexican cuisine, but, but don't need to be at all, 
you any bowl of soup, you have a Vietnamese pho, you can have slices of this. The Vietnamese also, you know, the banh mi, the sandwiches, they're put yes. in there and any sandwich you have. What Just because the Middle Easterners are not known for using uh, jalapenos doesn't mean that you can't have a great kebab sandwich with slices of jalapeno in it or um, or a, a falafel sandwich with slices of jalapeno. Uh, if it's pickled, as I say, that's just you're, what you're doing is you found a great jalapeno and you want it to last as long as possible. So rather than risk it going bad or rushing to eat it sure. when you're when you're that's not what's going on, um, pickle it or put it so, in a puree. Ali, that pickle that you made with your jalapeno, what are you using that with? So this thing, if I make a salsa tonight, let's say it's movie yeah. night and I make a salsa, I'll be putting a teaspoon of this in the salsa. Right away, that's the heat for the salsa. There's a little bit of sweetness for the salsa. And it, it's, um, you know, it's a character building experience for my children. It's important sure. that they get some heat in their life. I can't, it, for me personally, I can't have, you know, a teenager, uh, a child who is a teenager who's like, oh, it's spicy. What is that? Black pepper. I can't have that. That's not the world right. I want to live in. So this is part of um, parent parental training as well. My mouth is watering so much as I hold this sauce. Um, and then, uh, uh, look, as I said, eggs, first thing in the morning, you're having scrambled eggs, boom, this can be on the side. This could be incorporated in the eggs before you fry them as well. Oh, that's a great tip. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be a condiment on the side. You can actually incorporate it with the eggs and then get a, a, a real intense flavor with each bite of egg. That's right. Let's say you're having sandwiches for lunch. Any oh. sandwich you have, this can be part of a, a puree. Let's say you're having a, a hummus, and the hummus is just a you know roasted garlic hummus. You add a half a teaspoon of this. Now you've got some intensity in your hummus. You've got a little bit more tang, and you've got that heat in your hummus. Beautiful. Or any dip, any like sort of creamier dip, this can be worked into it. And then once you get around to, uh, to supper, any stew, any soup, um, any, uh, you know, pilaf or grain dishes, just you want to light it up a little bit and, uh, and, um, you know, get, get a couple of beads of sweat on the forehead. This is fantastic for that. At least here's this batch certainly was. Here's a non-conventional, uh, place I would put that. And I think a lot of people don't think this way. You know, when you have a cheese plate, right? Yes. <clears throat> and a cheese plate so often has... You know, you've got a little bit of fruit, you might have some nuts, you'll have some honey, you'll have some dried figs or dried apricots or dates, you'll have all this on your cheese plate, but you never have heat with cheese, I feel like, right? Yeah. And for me, that's a really, um, that's a really interesting, now, some people will have on their cheese plates, various slices of uh, cured meats your prosciuttos, your capicolo, and some people will have the soprasata, which can be spicy, so spicier meats, right? Why not have a spicier condiment there? Because what's so beautiful about milk products, and we're talking cheese in this case, is they can balance and uh, sort of act as, a, as an anti-venom to anything that's too hot. <laughs> so you could have, like, nothing to me is beautiful, much more beautiful than brie with a, with a jalapeno jam or that pickle that you have there, and right? That's, yeah, uh, totally. So, but on a, on any canapé, a jalapeno jelly is would it would just be fantastic. Sure. Yeah, maybe not any canapé. Let's not get crazy. But yeah, when you're when you've got those canapés and you're putting, um, 
a slice of say manchego or, or, or some pate or something like that on a, on a small cracker or a roasted potato or a chip of some kind. I mean, you could imagine a thousand different times that you could put on some, uh, some jalapeno jelly, a little bit sweet, a little bit of heat. And, uh, God, I'm going to make a jelly tonight. I've been focusing so much on my limes. Right. So everything is like, can limes go into this? Uh, but anyway, I don't imagine everybody has the same plethora of limes that I do. But, but uh, uh, limes and jalapeno are the perfect dance partner. I, they really are. They are. Yeah. So when you're making a jam with jalapeno, what exactly are you doing? Is it jelly-like or is it more like a marmalade? So you see the pieces of... Of it is exactly there. like a marmalade okay. it, when I make it. I want to see the pieces. Some people will strain that out, but it's like if you've ever made a jam, you know that it's a ton of sugar and then it's up to you how many jalapenos. Like let's say, I don't know, if you have 15 to 20 jalapenos, you would need about, I'm going to say five plus cups of sugar. Sure. Right. And then a vinegar, uh, a touch of salt, and then you would have to have some some pectin, um, you know, to, uh, to, 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 to to hold that all together. And and not so different from your your simple syrup. You just sort of let it simmer, right. heat, combine, and you're off to the races. If you're if you're trying to stay away from sugar, I, I can't really help you in the jam or jelly uh, area. Sure. I, don't, I really don't know how that's done. Low sugar jams. We looked that up when we were trying to cut out sugar. Not, not really an option from what I saw. Yeah. Impossible. How is your pectin situation over there? Uh, we have zero pectin. Oh, no. Uh, so for some people that might be, oh, he's got a good pectin situation. He's gotten rid of all his pectin. I consider it a bad situation. This oh, is a no. good time to, to, to make jams. And my sons, especially the five-year-old, ever, since he was three, loves marmalade. I never met a child who loved marmalade. That is really like once you're an adult, you start those bitter orange peels come in your mouth and you're like, all right, I'll do it. I guess this poor man's, you know, strawberry jam. But uh, but yeah, this guy has some, I don't know, British sensibilities uh, since a young age. So I would love to make a jam. I think that's that's going to be something I make in the next uh, in the next month. Jalapeno also pairs well with strawberries that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. You could do a strawberry cucumber jalapeno smash with gin oh, yeah. that I think would be out of this world. There you go. I've there had go. Uh, I've had uh, margaritas, a little bit of a yes. spicy margarita with a, uh, a couple of thin slices of jalapeno sitting on top and really like intense jalapeno. So you take a bite of about a quarter of a thin slice and then you need, you know, three sips and about five minutes to go by. And then you go again, tiny bite. And uh, can you hear me drooling? Cause I'm really, bit. yeah. I can, <laughs> there's saliva definitely in the corner of your mouth. <laughs> uh, I want to say this, the beauty of a, a uh, fresh jalapeno or the actual jalapeno that you have in your hand versus canned jalapeno is the intensity of that heat. It doesn't get mellowed out by sitting in a vinegar or a uh, whatever whatever the can of jalapeno sits in the brine that it sits in. It it has its brightness. It has it retains its heat, its brightness, and uh, a fresher, greener flavor, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm reading here jalapeno juice may be used as a remedy for seasonal allergies and clearing sinuses from colds. I have no further information on that. Uh, proceed with caution is what I would say there. Oh, yeah. You'll sneeze the shit out of a fucking 
allergy or cold, if you drink a jalapeno juice, you're going to, not only you're going to get rid of that cold, you're going to have dragon ass. You'll be shitting fire for the next two days, but enjoy. Absolutely. Uh, and, and a final note about um, uh, jalapenos, uh, cautionary note, uh, Joaquin Guzman, uh, El Chapo, some people may know him as, uh, he operated a cannery in Guadalajara uh, in 2007 that produced uh, jalapenos that actually had cocaine hidden in front of them. So open up your uh, jalapenos, make sure everything's kosher, and then, uh, and then get, to know those, uh, get to know those bad boys. It all comes back to the cocaine. <laughs> Somehow. I don't know why. Firstly, exactly. We started with gumming and we ended with cocaine. I don't know. This is what caught my eye at the end of an article. What are you going to do? All right. Well, we won't end there. We're going to end somewhere totally different. And I in think it's place. that time. Uh. What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. We're guessing. We're messing. Let's find out. What's in mouth? Okay, blindfold safely on. And this should be great because what we have is a, is a hungover Amanda Barker, Marco's wife, who is uh, my uh, surrogate in the she, What's in Marco's Mouth segment, is uh, very hungover. Yeah, she's and, hungover. And he might get a spoon in the back of the throat by mistake. We're, we're going to see what happens. Currently wearing a bathrobe because it is early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And all right, Amanda, uh, are you ready? Yes. Is it going in my hand or directly in my mouth? Directly. Directly in my mouth. mouth. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's go for it. I guess. Oh, get it in my mouth at least. You got it on my face. I'm trying. Oh, this is she's got shaky hands. Okay. She's got shaky hands, which is great. I don't like this. Oh, I don't like this. What are you feeding me? Is it deodorant? It's not deodorant. No. I wish it was deodorant. <laughs> no, oh, no. It's a, it's a very fine mush of something that's savory that has... Oh, I just fucking hate this. Maybe it's just too early in the morning for this. It's got uh, umami flavors to it. It has... Um, Oh my god! I know this flavor too, and I'm sure it's used in in dishes, and it shouldn't go directly in your mouth like this. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Can I have less this time? Just, just there's still the same amount on the spoon. Okay. You can take as much as you want. Oh, this is just okay. So it's almost as if you took. Worcestershire um, sauce, and you put it in a cream. Um, so it tastes creamy. It tastes like it, it could be a um, almost like a savory yogurt. So what is that? A savory yogurt that has a very umami flavor to it. Um, and it would be something that's used alongside a dish or something that's going to add a little bit of uh, umami pep to a dish. Something definitely my wife would enjoy using. Something not necessarily my my bag of tricks. Um, oh yeah, that is a backhanded compliment. Yeah, it's a backhanded compliment for sure. Uh, okay, what is this? This is a hard one to place, man. This is a hard one to place. Okay, one more taste, and then I'm gonna have to just throw in the towel. I think. Oh, I got so much in my mouth that time, and I'm. 
Um, now I'm kind of starting to enjoy it. <laughs> uh, that might be I the whiskey it. smash talking too. It might be. The, it might be the whiskey smash talking. Okay, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess this. All right, for lack of a better, I'm gonna guess it's mayo that has been incorporated with some sort of soy, soy mayo, um, some sort of. Um, I'm going to go with the ridiculous soy mayo. I don't know what yeah. else to call it. All right. I'm going to take my blindfold Soyonaise. off. Is it soyonaise? Is it soyonaise? You can't give me that. and, and exp- Come on, folks. Come on. What is it, Come buddy? On. Talk to us. Really? To us. It's, it's that shit that you put on pizza. It's a creamy garlic pizza dip fucking sauce. That is that not I what I put on pizza ever. As a self-respecting Italian, I never do that. That is horrific. I would rather you slap me in the face than than put Uh, that on my uh, teeth. But but we cannot deny that we heard you say, I'm starting to enjoy this. That was your third. (laughs) You can't deny that. Yes. That's that's the thing with that sauce. You you hate it. You personally hate it. it. But then you're like, give me some. Yeah. It's one of those things that is bad for me. I don't enjoy it. And then I'm like, all right, let me try. You're enjoying it so much. Let me try it. I don't like that. Do you want the garlic pizza dipping sauce without the pizza, I'm sure, is particularly uh, gross. Yeah, it is. It is particularly. Oh my God, that's fantastic. My wife just had some whiskey <laughs> smash. That's so good. Comes in a hangover yeah. in her robe and drinks a whiskey yeah. smash and says it's fantastic. It's just so on brand. This is perfect. I, I tried to make her a uh, uh, vodka gimlet yesterday and she mm-hmm. was having nothing of it. So I'm oh, glad no you're way. liking the smash. Do you want to finish that? You want yeah, to take yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's early in the morning. She's right. in a bathrobe, creamy garlic, and a whiskey smash. <laughs> Dude, oh, you've got to censor what she times. brings down. You've got to tell her you can't feed that. That's not an appropriate oh, no, dish. No, no. I was going to tell her I'm very disappointed life. in you for. No, no, she gave away. She gave away deodorant. That was. Uh, I'm not going to tell her anything. She screwed up. He screwed up today, and uh, I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not there. You know. Yeah. I, think I, I never thought it. I'd say this, but you are so much kinder and gentler in the what's in Marco's mouth section of this program when you are here than my wife is. Oh, well, soon enough. God willing, huh? Yep. One day. One day. Now, now, I do want to say this Sunday's episode, we have a special episode that's going to cleanse yeah. the palate in my mouth much better than what just <laughs> happened now. It's uh, Chef Adam Ryan, who is, uh, became a friend of mine over the last few years. Uh, chef from uh, Ontario originally, uh, now makes his home in Calgary and heads up the, uh, the, 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 the greatest vegetarian restaurant in the, in the land over there uh, the, called The Coup. The Coup spelt with a P at the end, as in a uh, revolutionary coup. And The Coup has really got diehard fans to the point that they are actually doing okay, like almost doing well during the pandemic. So many people are coming there to get their vegetarian fix. And he was telling me that they they never really were much of a, a watering hole. So they didn't have that money that they were, you know, that extra uh, uh, profit they were making for drinks. Sure. Uh, so even in this time, he's he's got a, a, a very loyal, diehard fan base uh, at his restaurant in Calgary. Very, very creative guy. Incredible work ethic like I've never seen. Right. And uh, I'm excited to chat with him. 
I can't wait either. And, you know, to give perspective for our listeners, Calgary is a meat town. You think beef, Alberta sure. beef. It's kind of like the Texas of Canada when it Absolutely. comes to that sort of livestock, right? So you don't think, or I wouldn't think that a vegetarian restaurant is going to be successful in Calgary. So I can't wait to ask some questions about that. That's right. Uh, and that is uh, Sunday, June 6th, 7th? Yeah. 6th. Yeah. I'm going to say 6th. I'm going to say 6th, but I ha- I'm going to look and confirm. 7th. Sunday, June so, 7th. What do you 7th. know? What do you yeah. know? <laughs> Man, the fact that I even know it's June right now. Yeah. What a what a great time to be alive. Well, uh, thank you for that uh, that uh, smashing recipe. I think that's something people will uh, will, especially if they have the mint, if you have a garden, and you've got some fruit, uh, go to town, go to town, enjoy yourself and, and do not ignore that little jalapeno in your grocery oh. store. As you walk by, pick a couple of them out, uh, get to know them, slice them open, give them a, te- a, a taste test, and then go from there. You know, there's, there's many, many options to, to light up your meals with something that's not expensive and it packs a real punch. And if it and if it packs too much of a punch, remove some of the seeds, right, Ali? And it'll pack less of a punch. I never said that, but no. uh, but yes, yes, of course. If it's crazy, uh, just the membranes inside alone can do uh, can do wonderful things. But yeah, if you're gonna, as I said, if it is super super spicy and that's not your thing, a great thing to do is scoop out all the seeds and then uh, and then stuff it with meat or cheese or some kind of filling, and uh, and, and use it that way. But in general. At the most, I would use less seeds or more seeds, sure. but I, I never fully get rid of the seeds. Beautiful. Because I like to feel alive. <laughs> so do I. Well, listen, thank you so much, Ali. That was fun. All right, Marco. We'll see you again soon, uh, everyone. Thank you for listening. You can follow us, uh, podcast eat drink at uh, gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch. And uh, podcast eat drink is our uh, Instagram handle as well. Am I, did I get it right? Podcast. You got it. Right? You got it, man. You got it. All right, brother. I'll see you soon until we eat and drink again. We hope you got your fill of eat and drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. Bottoms up.